Welcome to Round Guy, the podcast. This is Dave Johnson, the co-host. Uh, we're here with Steve uh, Pilchin, the Round Guy, and uh, we're visiting with the mayor of Richland, Iowa, Tom Hoekstra. Thanks for coming, Tom. Thank you for having me, Dave. All right. Uh, so uh, Tom is uh, finishing out his last term. He's been the mayor for uh, sixteen or fourteen years. Sixteen, 16 years, 16. and uh, he was a uh, city council for six years of that. So he's for six years or four years, 20 years of uh, service to the city of Richland. He's wrapping it up. Uh, uh, you got any questions, Steve? Well, yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. Always good to have some royalty. And, and some, uh, that doesn't, that doesn't require a blood test, does it? Tom, you said uh, you are not seeking re-election. What's made you decide to, to hang up the, you know, hang up your shoes and and uh, retire. Well, I wouldn't call it a retirement. It's not, and it's not forced. It's just uh, uh, after 20 years, you get get a look back on things, and uh, the town probably probably needs to transition away from me at this point. Perhaps uh, got some uh, lingering issues in here internally. I've been working with. I'm on my fourth city clerk in the last five years, and they're about to hire a fifth city clerk in the last five years. And I'm about to uh, be working with uh, my third clerk since uh, June of last year. So there's a lot of turnover going on in here, and there's a lot of uh, problems, I guess, internally that need to get addressed. So, uh, I'm just looking at the election to see what happens. I, but I did not take uh, nomination papers out to run again. Okay. And, and uh, what, what's, you know, the, uh, the national thing, we just, we just uh, learned that uh, Chuck Grassley is going to go ahead and run again. And, and uh, give us, you know, some obviously would say, you know, he's a little uh, uh, out of the loop. You know, he's closing in on, on 90 here at the completion of his, if he, if he wins re-election. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, kudos to Senator Grassley for seeking re-election. I, I, I couldn't conceive myself being at, uh, uh, in public service in my 90s, and it would be hard to envision that in my 70s. But uh, a lot of the things that he's dealing with on a national level, inevitably, they trickle down to a small community, and we have the same we have the same kind of problems that are on the federal and the state level. What what would be some of those problems? You know, you're talking about uh, small town Iowa versus uh, Grassley, and you know, on the national scene, uh, what are some of the hurdles you had to overcome, some of the things you've had to change, and uh, as opposed to the small town, Iowa, and on the national scene? Well, first and foremost, our recent uh, uh, census results came back. Uh, it's hard to fathom for me that all the houses in town are filled up. You can't find a house to rent, you can't find a house to buy, but our population receded by, I think, 42 or 43 from the 
2010 census. So we're at 544 or something like that now. So we've lost 40 people in the last 10-year cycle. Um, it's hard to uh, get past a small community such as ours being a anything but a bedroom town. We have, for our size, a lot of industry here. It's, it's hard to uh, get people to come here and stay here. Uh, we relied so much on heritage before in the, you know, going back 40 or 50 years, and we just don't have that anymore, and that creates a problem. Uh, we're uh, trying to keep people here that actually aren't from here, that don't have any emotional ties to the community and such. It's, a, it's kind of a competitive thing. Yeah. Uh, how much does that cost us to lose 40 people in revenue? I'm not a, I'm not aware as of yet what the what the penalties are going to be from it, but it, it's substantial because you're talking about losing eight percent of your population. Yeah. So you just have to move forward on ninety percent of the budget that you had right, before correct. the revenue. Correct. Richland has always been somewhat of a uh, self self-sustaining community. We have our own uh, water sewer utilities that we don't uh, we're not. Uh, we call it outsourcing anything. We have a uh, uh, garbage utility sanitation department where we uh, employ a, a couple of part-time people here in town. So our our uh, utility fees are really reasonable. Uh, a, a normal household using 2,000 gallon of water, water sewer and garbage collections, $50.65. And that includes paying for an $800,000 capital loan project that we did in 2004 when we drilled a new municipal well. So we've kind of uh, controlled the cost of living here. Uh, one of the things that I'm most proud of, which doesn't resonate with a lot of people, in 2008, our property valuations were about 8,800, or excuse me, 8.8 8 .8 million. And today they're over 16. So we've continually grow, grown as far as our valuations are concerned the levy that we apply to the property here in town is, has receded back, I don't know, three or four percent on the on a thousand dollars of valuation, and it just went back up this year because we actually uh, hired a full-time maintenance man for the first time. Tom, uh, for the benefit of our listeners not aware of it, give us a little bit better idea where Richland is located and what bigger cities it's close to and and that kind of, the, the geographics. Richland is about 50 miles south and west of Iowa City. We're 13 miles north of uh, Fairfield. And I don't know, what would you say, Dave? 35 miles east of Ottumwa? Yeah, 35, 40 miles. Yeah. Now, do you have any uh, 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 information on the Well, I'm really kind of proud of that. We have a trucking firm here, uh, Panama Transfer, that's, I think, from out western Iowa. They have a terminal here in town. Uh, we created some property tax abatement to get them to locate here. I think they've probably been here 12, 13 years. They employ about 35 people. Uh, they haul freight all over southeast and central Iowa. 
We actually have a dental clinic here in town that employs, I think, probably seven or eight people. And we just opened up, or the, uh, in the former, the U.S. Bank branch closed here a year ago. And the local community club, which is basically, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, the uh, catalyst behind, uh, they purchased the property through the help of uh, Federation Bank, got a, gave them a grant, and they bought a former U.S. Bank branch and recently opened up a Jefferson County Medical Clinic. We're not even actually in Jefferson County. Fairfield is in Jefferson County. We're in Keokuk County. But uh, we just opened a medical clinic. So there's a lot of industry going on here. It's just most of it is transients. They, they you know, live somewhere else. And, uh, that's just one of the hurdles that you have to, you know, confront. Adrian Trucking, Vision Ag, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a uh, couple there, of restaurants and a bar, and so there, there's a lot going on in Richland. Well, at this point in time, I would say it's probably uh, Panama Trucking. You drive by there all the time. They've got a sign out. They're always looking for dock workers and drivers. Uh, they pay good wages. Uh, the clinic over here, I, I, I was there at the grand opening. I don't recall how many. I think they got four or five people working there, four or five gals, and maybe a doctor that comes in once a week. Then we, this uh, dental clinic that was over here actually was a medical slash dental clinic and they quit providing medical services. So the community club, which is basically, I guess I would call it a, a pseudo chamber of commerce. Yeah. They're very, very aggressive. They went to work. Uh, one of the members, uh, Steve Roberts, I'll put a plug in for him. He went to work and uh, was in contact with the Jefferson County Hospital and they uh, created a kind of a pilot program. They put this clinic in here in town and it seems to be uh, very, uh, very busy. So things, uh, you know, they come and go and, but we're, we're always uh, aggressive and trying to fix things when they, uh, when you, I don't know how to say it, difficulties arise and there's, there's always somebody that uh, steps up and gets to work and gets things done. So we're, we're not without things very long. Uh, in my time here, I've noticed you've made a lot of progress on abandoned properties, and you finally got the school taken down. I know you worked almost 20 years to get that done. Tell yeah. us a little about some of that process. Well, the Pekin Community School District left the city of Richland, which was originally a high school building, K through 12. Then it became K through 8. Then it became K through five in the Pekin School District. Richland consolidated with the Pekin School System back in 1961 or two. And this building was built in 1926 and it had a series of uh, uh, people thinking that they could do something with the building and nothing ever really got accomplished. The building deteriorated to the point where there wasn't anybody in it anymore. Nobody was taking care of it. And so I had tried numerous times to get some funding to uh, take the building down and get it out of here. Uh, and finally, this last year, uh, actually put another plug in. Uh, Jerry Robinson, whose family was here back in the 40s and 50s and early 60s, 
Uh, he's a resident of Englewood, uh, Colorado, and he and I had been talking for years. He stepped forward and uh, provided the city with a $100,000 grant to get rid of the schoolhouse. So we bought the property and tore the thing down and we have a barren piece of ground uh, where the school used to be and it needed to be done. Uh, we've taken down like, probably 10 houses in the last 15 years uh, over on the south, excuse me, the east side of town, South Street, Main Street. We bought four properties, uh, spent $30,000 probably in cleanup and then we have uh, three new houses and a condo, condominium, two-unit condominium down there. So we had about $60,000 of valuation in, in uh, housing real estate down there. And we we uh, have probably $600,000 in, in valuation today from it. Tom, I'm going to uh, assume that there's probably very little crime in your metropolis. Very little crime. We, ha we do not have a police department. We have a, a, a 2080 agreement with the Keokuk County Sheriff's Department. So they take care of that for us. Not and a lot I'm of crime. Gonna, I'm going to guess that a majority of the homes in your city uh, are waving Iowa Hawkeye flags. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's about 90-10 probably. Okay. Being 50 miles south of... Uh, Iowa City and Ames being 130 miles away, you can pretty well figure the proximity. Yeah, we're, we're, we lean uh, Iowa up here. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Richland, and I've been through it uh, a number of times uh, on my way to Iowa City, and, and uh, it makes sense that, that uh, there are a lot of pluses, more so than any kind of minuses, to, to uh, uh, live it in your city, but you're saying that there's uh, very little, if any, housing available, right? Well, uh, there's we the city actually ha has a couple of pieces, parcels of property that we bought up, and we're going to tear down some houses or move a mobile home out, and uh, we'll be uh, liquidating our interest in it, I guess you'd say. We have a, uh, on the agenda of the council meeting here October 4th, which is we're uh, have a public hearing to dispose of our uh, actually public property that we purchased and there'll probably be an opportunity for a house to be built there. We actually have another piece of property over here on the east side of the square that probably needs to be put back into the private sector and get the taxes back rolling on it. But there, there are houses, uh, there's actually the broke ground this morning on a, on a significant building that's going to go up here in town uh, just north of the convenience store and it, it's a significant uh, investment in the town put it that way it's in excess of 200k so all those are good things they valuation creates tax dollars and tax dollars are spent to you know provide entity or excuse me amenities to to uh, people that want something back for their taxes let me ask you this, Tom, uh, looking back over the 20 years of service to Richland, what what would you say is some of your better accomplishments or some of the things you're proud of? Well, in 2003 or four, we began, uh, we had a, an old municipal well that was going on 50, 50 plus years old. We had a uh, company come in and run a camera down in it, and they put a life expectancy on it of three to five years. So 
you know you got to move quick. So we got involved with a, an engineering firm in Iowa City, and we uh, actually, through those uh, folks up at Iowa City, Gingrich Well and Pump drilled the first uh, PVC case municipal well in the state of Iowa. And it's, to my knowledge, it's the only one that is here. And it took a lot of uh, hard bargaining with the Department of Natural Resources to allow us to do it. And uh, that well casing, probably um, a uh, steel well casing is going to last you 50 years. This thing will last three to five times that. And that was an $800,000 project. And we charge, uh, we actually get $12 a month from all of the uh, water customers here in town to pay for it. it. That debt will be retired in about three years. And that's probably the biggest one for my As a my resident of Richland, you know, uh, I've been here 15 years. Uh, we revamped re, uh, the uh, bandstand. We got a beautiful new shelter on the square. We got the old school that was a hazard torn down and a lot of uh, derelict properties have been taken down in uh, that amount of time and i think that's quite an accomplishment and i really appreciate you and the 400 different city council members that you've had to deal with <laughs> yeah not quite that many but sometimes it seems like that <laughs> well done uh, my last day in office would probably be the 31st of December. Hey, are you going to miss the job, or are you more relieved to uh, pass it off to somebody else? Well, I, I'm a lifelong resident. I spent one year uh, going to college and came back home, and I've been here my whole life. Uh, I'm the third generation uh, family member, and I'm the last one, so... Uh, I probably thought I would be the one to turn the lights out when I left, but that's not going to be the case. Uh, I love Richland. I love what it's about. Uh, and uh, I really just kind of fell into this position. It wasn't something that I was looking, looking to do. I never imagined myself getting politically motivated whatsoever. But uh, it was, you know, it, it just, it was a kind of a, I don't know how to say it, uh, a perfect storm where I had to walk in. The former mayor before me did a great job, but he had some issues with some council members, and I didn't want him to leave, and I couldn't get him talked into staying, but I got him talked into staying on the council, and I just kind of swapped jobs with him. I still had to get elected, but uh, I survived that first election, and I don't think anybody really probably had a lot of faith in me the first, the first year I did it, but... They've had enough faith in, in me. Uh, I've run opposed numerous times. In the last three elections, I've run against candidates who were on the ballot twice. And then the last time, uh, it was a significant write-in attempt to get me thrown out, but they didn't get that done. They threw everything at me but the kitchen sink. And so uh, I'm a survivor, I guess. Okay. Well, it sure sounds like it. Uh, what are you going to do with all this extra time, all this spare time on your hands? Yeah, well, I, I got a, an old, old building here in town that used to be uh, my grandparents' and my parents' grocery store, and I'm not going to open a grocery store up, so don't ask me about that. But I'm in the process of renovating it, and I'm, that's my next that's my next chore that I'm going to start. I'm going to kind of get you know back uh, a little more taking care of myself and not so much worrying about the town. The, the, the town will be fine. 
uh, it just needs a little bit of tweaking uh, at the election polls this, this November. There needs to be some changes in here. And uh, it was hard for me to, it, it will be hard for me to, to walk away from it. Uh, never really uh, imagine that, you know, you get to be as old as I am. You don't consider yourself old, but some of the citizens consider you to be too old. So, uh, like I said, I'm a survivor. I've, uh, I've flown my mission, and uh, uh, I'm not going to give up on the town, and hopefully the town doesn't give up on me. Well, uh, the last I heard, the sewage lagoon, but it's outside the city limits, so nobody's ever going to be able to see it. So I'm kind of negotiating right now, trying to get it moved back into town. But that's that's what I the last I heard. That's where it was going. Okay, all right. They, they may they may name the lagoon after me. Maybe after I'm dead and gone. memorial lagoon. Well, if they don't, I'll make room for them, too. We're, sure. We're running a little... You know, because that's the side effect, isn't it? And after 20-some years, you, you can attest to it, is that your position is is kind of like an umpire. You know, anything you suggest or support, uh, you know, half the people are going to love the idea and the other half are going to hate you for it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's... Every year is a different, it's a new budget. Every year's something more to do. We've maintained things here well. We've, we've uh, spent our money wisely. And the, the well is probably the, the one thing that uh, I'm most proud of. I mean, it, we uh, kind of went toe to toe with the Department of Natural Resources for 18 months before they allowed us to do it. And then uh, uh, we kind of, uh, accomplish something that apparently nobody else has done. I mean, I, I was kind of on the point on it because I believe so much in it. I believe so much in the town's ability to uh, stay uh, in control of things, uh, be self-sustaining. I think that's very important. When you start outsourcing things, you can't control costs anymore. And where people think, you know, that there's a better way, there really isn't. Um, my, my, uh, my focus has always been that the town is capable and we can solve problems. We, uh, we just got to take care of one another. And, and that's, that's the best thing about probably a small town. I get, I get a little uh, feedback every now and then. Uh, we get chided about being Mayberry-esque. And I say it's a compliment to me. It may be an insult to others, but it's a compliment to me. So You, you mentioned Mayberry in a... Round Guy, the podcast, uh, th tomorrow, I believe, we are interviewing uh, Floyd the Barber impersonator that was just in a movie. So uh, I'll throw that in there. Uh, you, you know, you really worked hard as the mayor. Uh, when we didn't have someone to work on the garbage truck, you worked on the garbage truck. And anybody recycling, you worked on the recycling. You did whatever it took to piecemeal this thing together. You put in a massive amount of hours, and uh, like I said, I appreciated that. But one time you uh, negotiated a presidential candidate to come here. Could you tell us about how that came about and who it was and what kind of a deal it was? Well, at the time, I, I can't remember the year, Dave, but 
Tommy Thompson was the incumbent governor of Wisconsin, and he announced that he was running for president. And I believe it was the first term George Bush Jr. was the uh, elect, elected president that year, or the year before Tommy Thompson declared. Perhaps Tommy Thompson was, uh, I think, three or four term governor of Wisconsin and very successful. Uh, somebody came through town one time doing some political uh, research on his behalf, and I just asked the guy, it was a young kid in college in the summertime, I said, what do we got to do to get him here? He said, oh, I can make it happen. So Tommy Thompson was here, and he actually had won the uh, Iowa caucus prior to George Bush uh, convincing him to, to, to get out of op, to, to not... Uh, go after the presidency, and I think he served as a, I don't remember what. Transportation or Secretary of Transportation? Uh, some, some, he had some health kind of Health, Education, and Welfare, I believe yeah. it was. So uh, he was here, uh, had a great crowd here, 200 and some people were here. So and he gave a speech on the bandstand, and then yeah. there's a great big meal, and I like that part of it. We well, got any more questions, Steve? Thank you. I appreciate that. You got anything else to say, Tom, before we wrap it up? Uh, it's not about popularity. I don't really concern myself about that except the first Tuesday in November. Uh, the great thing about elections are that if you want to make changes, you can make them. And I don't you know, begrudge anybody for, for uh, seeking office, whether they're a candidate or a rival of mine. Uh, my record's out there. Uh, I'm comfortable with it. There's things that you want to continue to do because problems continue to arise and I'll have something to deal with tomorrow. But uh, one of the one of the things is, is that as a mayor, I, I was kind of a hands-on mayor. Uh, whenever a sewer line was broke, I would get down in the hole because I wanted to know how everything worked in town. So if somebody came to me and had a question, I could give them an answer. So I've done, I've done many, many many chores for the town, wore many hats, and it was, uh, like I said, I've lived here my whole life, and, and uh, I'm not, I have no ill feelings towards Richland. You well, if, if more politicians uh, felt like you, Tom, that they, they needed to be more hands-on and get down and dirty and figure out what the problem is, uh, we'd probably be better off. Uh, are you in a position now to know who may be running for your uh, job, and, and if so, would you uh, give somebody an endorsement or not? I uh, I, I usually don't do that. Uh, we have, uh, I think, three incumbent council members running. I think there are two of them are not seeking re-election. 
there are actually seven candidates for the city council and one declared candidate for the mayor. Okay. All right. Well, let's hope they continue to be as diligent as you in your efforts to be mayor of Richland, Iowa. Well, they better. <laughs> We've been talking with uh, Mayor Tom Hoekstra on Round Guy the Podcast about his service to the city of Richland and how it's coming to an end. Thanks, Tom, for being with the program. Uh, I think we'll call this the end of the episode. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you.